Hey, my name's Kathy Zaka. I'm Susan Offen. And I'm Laura Potter. And we're your host today for Pure Truth. We want to welcome you to our podcast and thank you for listening. This is episode two. So the title of our, our podcast today is called The More of God, and we just want to share our experiences of coming out of a religious mindset and into the greater things that God had in store for us. All right, so let's get started. So our first scripture today is God's phone number. I'm going to give it to you. It's Jeremiah 33, 3. Call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. All right, here we go, ladies. This is a great topic, just just the more of God and, and how we've all come to get to the position that we're at now. This is what we want to share with you. So I think the first thing we should talk about is our, our backgrounds. How did we get started with our, you know, what religion were we and all that? I'm going to start. I was a Baptist until my mid-20s. I got saved on October the 24th, 1999. Um, at a small denominational church, non-denominational church, I'm sorry. It was in Mesquite. I was 31 years old. The Baptist church I went to didn't talk about Holy Spirit or speaking in tongues. They didn't talk about heavenly visitations or going beyond the veil to see the spiritual realm. I never knew any of it was even possible until I started doing my own search about two years ago. When I went to a non-denominational church, I learned about speaking in tongues, but I didn't think I could do it. I tried. I felt ridiculous, so I just gave up. Did y'all ever experience any of that? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that yeah. was difficult. We'll have to do a podcast about speaking in tongues because it it was just something that I had to grasp, and it's only recently that I've I've yeah. done that. So yeah, me too. Yeah. So I never knew the intimacy I could have with God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, their Trinity, until I went after the more of God. Once I discovered I could have that more, I pursued it with everything in me. The more I searched, mm-hmm. the more God revealed. He knew my heart. He knew my desire was to know him deeply, mm-hmm. you know? And then as I was, this intimacy grew and this 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 thing, I call it a thing with uh, the more of God. It's the more I prayed, the more I worshiped, the more I sought after him. I then started seeing things. I started experiencing things that were not in the natural. Uh, he called me a scribe many years ago and I started writing things down for him. My goodness, we're going to have to do a whole podcast on how to wait and what oh, it feels right. like when you are taken up to heaven. That's that's huge. Mm-hmm. Yes. Susan, go ahead. What's your experience? Well, I was baptized as a baby and grew up going to church every Saturday night or Sunday morning in the Catholic Church. And we, many of us call it being a cradle Catholic. I've never heard that before. No? Never even knew what it was. Did you, Laura? Have you heard Mm-mm. it before? No. Yeah. You're the first, first to tell me so that. So this is interesting. Keep going. Yeah. So there's special ceremonies or sacred steps in the church so to speak called we call them sacraments and you it's there are ways to gain spiritual maturity so while doing these i had religious education classes after church to learn more about god in these sacraments when i attended the church i listened to the priest say mass read readings from the bible that day and give a homily a religious discourse that's intended primarily for spiritual edification rather than spiritual doctrinal instruction. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's basically a sermon, like, for example, a sermon about being patient. Okay. I did not read the Bible at home on my own. In fact, the Bible intimidated me. 
I would open it up as a little child and look at the pictures of the Old Testament and think, oh, goodness, God's so mad at me (laughs) (laughs) and all of us. I felt fear and wrath. I also thought everyone in the Bible's stories were perfect people, saints. It seemed God just wanted to catch everyone doing something wrong, but these people in the Bible got it right. How could I ever measure up? You know, I want to interject here because, you know, the Bible for me was huge too. The the reading of it, I was intimidated too. I thought, I'm never going to be able to read this. This stuff, some of it's boring. But when... when All all the these and thous. Yes. King James Version. (laughs) Yes, you know. (laughs) But the more I... My relationship with God grew, the more I desired it. I wanted to know. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to get that word in me. So, you know, I could probably say that I've read the Bible front to back probably at least 10 times now. I could never get enough. I read it every day. It's just so important yes. in my daily devotional type stuff to him. Mm-hmm. Did you want to say something? Yeah, I didn't read it from front to back. I think because of the way that I learned, yeah. it was more... I, and be, maybe I'm a little ADD, but I would go from one part of the Bible to yeah. another part of the Bible. Whatever and this interested me, or we were studying it in, in church or something. Yeah. So I've read the Bible, but it's just been in parts here and there, back and forth. But it's been absorbed into me. In it's cemented in me. Yes. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I started when I was real young. I was yeah. very. I was going to church before I was born. <laughs> I Being a preacher's that. kid, yeah. you know. We'll have to talk about that sometime. Too. Yeah. So back to my background experience. I also saw Jesus hanging on the cross in my church, and it just made me at times think he was taken advantage of, brutally beaten, violently abused, as if he couldn't escape. Did I, I felt like, did I have to sacrifice that much for God to love me and think I'm a good girl? I never knew he willingly chose the cross for our salvation or freedom from sin. Mm, For me, this black cloud of guilt and shame and the feeling I did something wrong has haunted me for a large portion of my life. Mm -hmm. I sought to do like good deeds and performance or people pleasing could be the only way to free me of these nagging, tormenting thoughts of not being worthy enough for God. How could I ever think I could be perfect like Jesus? Sinless. Mm-hmm. That's good, Susan. That's mm-hmm. really good. This, looking back, is ignorance. What we could call naive innocence, like that as a child. How could I know and learn differently? I made assumptions as a child that stuck with me. It wasn't until life circumstances got so incredibly challenging while I was growing up, yet still holding on to my childhood beliefs, that I had to find out the truth. Yeah. And do you can I ask you, Susan, do you feel like what you were experiencing was more of a, a spirit of religion? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I, I mean it was very challenging to find someone around to to help you think differently. It think right. differently. Right. And it was just seemed more towards like following the routine. Right. The stuff. Just which is what a spirit going, of religion going. is. It's yes. a routine. It's tradition. It's, you know, it's you got to follow stepping the outside steps. of that ever. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's We're a format a that you're taught to do. But right. when it comes to real life, how do you apply that? Yeah. Exactly. You know, and that's where you need that relationship rather than the religious mindset because the relationship makes all the difference. You know? well, I wanted to yeah. ask you too, when did it all change for you? Like, when did you realize it? That's what I was going to say. I, I would say, 2017, I chose to be baptized 
again. Wow. And um, and you walked away from the Catholic Church? Is that when you walked away? No, not necessarily permanently walking away because right. my kids go to Catholic school. Mm-hmm. Okay. And really, really good education. Yeah. But again, there's a very rigid tone going on there that's right. that sense of shame like are you yes. are you all in line are you doing what you're supposed to do right. every day? that is not god right that's not no, god he's god. way more free than that yes mm-hmm. he, that is simply exactly why he had jesus come yeah he's not sitting in heaven all of that he's not sitting up in heaven with a, a ruler slapping mm-hmm. you on the hand and telling you no bad mm-hmm. bad bad <laughs> just yep. not who he is so the contrary. That's part of the more that we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to share? No. Okay. For now. Right, Laura, you. Yeah, you? when you were talking about just, you know, all of that and having the rules and everything, and I, I was raised in a Southern Baptist denomination, and like I said, I was going to church before I was born because I was a preacher's kid, and, you know, we were there all the time, morning, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesdays, you know, midweek. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot of teaching and training, and I am super thankful that the Lord had me raised in that environment because I learned so much of the Scripture. Right. It was very, you know, dr- not driven into me, but it was, you know, when you're young, everything seems like it's being driven into you. But, right. you know, when you're learning, you're absorbing, you're like a sponge. And so I absorbed the Word. We did Bible drills. I mean, it was in me, and I'm very thankful for that. Um, you know, and, and I I spent years doing Bible studies, you know, Same. absorbing the scriptures all the Same. time, and it, it made me fall in love with Jesus. Yeah, you know. But in the year two thousand, and we're we're fast forwarding a long way here, but <laughs> you know, and I did I I taught youth Bible studies me for twenty four years. We did youth ministry. Wow. wow. Yeah, and and it was great because to study. And to be able to teach something, you have to learn it yourself first. So God was teaching me first, and then we would pour it out each week, you know. But in 2000, the year 2000, um, God was putting onto my heart, like the Holy Spirit kept putting this thought in my mind, I want you to get up at 5.30 in the morning, I want you to come to me in prayer. That's that's early. (laughs) Yeah, that's very And I knew it wasn't my idea, because I did not want to get up at 5.30 in the morning and spend time in prayer, that's for sure. But I just, I felt like at this point in time in life, that's when I began a journey into deep intimacy with Jesus, because it was in that prayer time that I was changed, you know, and I was transformed. And during that time, it was time alone. So I, you know, I really call it being homeschooled by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Because it was in that time of prayer, I began to experience things. I would experience my first visions, just seeing things, just here and there. It would start to come to me. Um, I would hear, you know, the Lord speak words to me, and I, it would be, be like, you know, my own thoughts, I would I would think things and I knew that came from him and not from me. And then I, you know, I started to really just intercede for other people during that time of prayer. It it was it was a a whole different experience for me than just God, I need this. You know, this is going on in my life. God, I want that. I want that, you know. <laughs> Can you help me out? <laughs> yeah. You know, my spiritual hunger began to grow and so I started going to the Christian bookstores and looking for books to help me understand because the things that I was experiencing in prayer were more supernatural, yeah. 
and not what was being taught. And so I I had to go find out more about it because I wasn't getting it at church, so I had to find it somewhere else. So I'd find myself at the Christian bookstore and, um, you know, just hungering and thirsting. So I started looking at different books on the Holy Spirit, on prophecy, uh, dream interpretation, especially because the Lord's given me dreams since I was a little girl. And we'll... We'll definitely have to have a podcast on on dreams. dreams yeah, yeah, because that's that's how he speaks to me. Yes. Yeah. Well, I want to ask you. You know, where do you think the hunger and thirst came from? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. The, yeah. thung, the hunger and thirst that that you had for the Lord, like, where did it come from? The Holy Spirit, because I had the Word cemented in me. Right. But I needed to know more. Yeah. I wanted to experience more, and there was just this drive in my thoughts all the time. Yeah. Like, I need to know more. It was almost like a stretching and growing kind of feeling. Right. Like, this is not enough. Right. Like, no, the Word of God is great. Don't right. get me wrong. But it needs to come alive. Yes. Yes. It needs yeah. To, yeah. And I think it speaks to every single person differently. Mm-hmm. I think the hunger and thirst that that it's like a, a drive in each of us. I think it's it's different for each one of us. It's all fueled, I feel, by the Holy Spirit, but I feel like that it's different for each person and, and how He speaks to us and how He gives us that yes. that hunger and thirst. Absolutely. And then each time say, you know, you read the same scripture, yes. it speaks differently. Right. Mm-hmm. Whatever's going on in That's your life. That's the beauty the of that. Yeah. Reading the Bible, I get something out of it every time. Yeah. Something different out of it every time. The Lord just kind of just gave me a picture in my mind of... As a little child, you know, you're walking around a house and you're going around and you're looking in the rooms and and you have a curiosity. Like you want to see what's around that corner. Right. Well, what's behind this door? Yeah. What's in this room? You know? And that's kind of like what the hunger and thirst is like to me. Right. It's a, a discovery of more. The wonder yeah. of a child. Yeah. And that's and good. we are. You know, we're called to be God's children and that's what he calls us. So we we have that feeling inside of us like i want to know more and i'm tired of the same old thing yes you've told me this over and over again but there's got to be more than just that right you know and so that's i think what the hunger and thirst was i think that's how it got there was like a seed put inside of me like he planted boy it but once once that was there right i mean even it took now, root yeah and and it still hasn't stopped for me that 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 root is down deep in me and i just mm-hmm. want more and more and the more i experience it the more i want, I want. Yeah. yeah 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 good yeah and so you know i i would go and find all these books you know my husband it was funny because we we'd be in the bookstore and back then you know this is like the 80s early 80s or right. mid 80s whatever no, i guess i'm sorry it was about the 90s I'm dating myself. Anyway, but, you know, we would find these books and stuff, and I said, why is every book that helps me found in the spirit-filled section or charismatic section? (laughs) And we would laugh about it, you know. But that was the huge part that was missing from my denomination was the part about the Holy Spirit. Yes. And understanding that there is so much more that the Holy Spirit can expand and help us to understand right. the aspects of God yeah. and who He is. And when I mean, you and I have that similar background, we're both raised Baptist. Yeah, and I I ran into the same issues that you did. I didn't understand why some of these things weren't being discussed in our church. That they were never brought up. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't allowed. Yeah, you know. Keep going. If ahead. you wanted information, someone in the church told you. Right. right? And yeah. you relied on them. So that's why I had to go 
you know, find it in books and things like that. Right. I mean, the internet wasn't really big at that time. And so, again, I'm dating myself, but it wasn't. And so you had to read books. And that's that's where I began to find all these different authors and people that really helped me to understand who I was, who God created me to be, and where was he taking me? Because it really was like a journey he was taking yeah. me on, and and I needed to know more. And I and as I I kept attending church and teaching and doing the things that we'd always done, I just felt like there was this what's wrong with this picture? As I looked around the church, and it that was, kept building, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it kept same, growing. That hunger and thirst added the fuel to the fire, kind of right. You know, to push me right. in a direction that I need that he wanted me to go. I was still learning. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely was still learning when I was going to church, mm-hmm. but there was more. I knew in my spirit there was right. more, and I didn't know, because I was still a baby Christian, I didn't know how to go find it. I didn't know where to look for it. Yeah. So I was like you. I was just searching. I was reading books. I was doing all that. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. good. Yeah, and I, I started having experiences, like I said, in, in more supernatural, if you want to say. Right. I mean, God is supernatural, so he we is. should experience those kind of things. Right. You know, if, if he gives us gifts. So as we grow in them, things are going to change. Yeah. Our thoughts, the way we see things is going to change, you know. And I, you know, just an example, I'd be in church and I'd, I'd see somebody and God would just give me a word of knowledge right. about that person. I had no idea, you know, what this person was going through, but all of a sudden I just knew something. And I, you know, didn't want to go to that person and confront him because that would, you know, First of all, it'd make him feel weird. Right. <laughs> but I, I began, because he called me to prayer, I knew I was to just intercede for that person. Right. And so, because of the, the knowledge that he would give to me, I, a lot of times I'd just lift them up during my prayer time and just pray for them. And I would always just kind of see myself asking God, you know, what do you think about this? How do you see them? How do you want me to pray for them? And sometimes he'd give me a vision of seeing them in the way that God saw Beautiful. him. Yeah. yeah. Or sometimes I'd see them in the situation that they were in. Maybe it was sin, but he would show it to me in a way where I saw him and I had compassion on them. I didn't right. judge them. God doesn't, he's not judging them right now. He's just showing me a picture of how can I pray to help them get out of that mess right. that they're in. Right. And so to intercede is to help them, you know, as a spiritual help right to them that's right we're here we're healed asking the holy spirit you know and yeah we help each other right you know and you know one time another experience i had i was sitting in church and uh i look it looked like i was looking up at the front of the church and i saw the choir and, and the pastor up there and it looked like what i saw was like a curtain being pulled back from side to side but like going from the natural realm into the spiritual realm and i saw behind it i saw like a double decker row of angels and they were standing guard over the service they were just standing in attention and it happened so fast i thought i imagined it you know like like did this really happen I, 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 did <laughs> i just I see that <laughs> yep, <been there. laughs> and I, I was just like what you know and i i just kind of had to think about it in my head did i see that or was that in my imagination, you know? But God has given us imaginations, right? Yes. He's given it to us. And we, when we have a, you know, we're filled with His Spirit. We have a divine imagination. So uh, as we, you know, spend more time with the Lord, He does give us that divine imagination where we can see things 
pictures, ideas, and we see it, and we begin to see into the spirit realm. The more we with our go imagination, after it, the more He's going to reveal to you. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, let me stop you here because I know we've talked about this a little bit, but I want to talk about how each of us discovered there was more than what we were being taught. Like my journey was part of my awakening to what is going on around us. You know, that the, mm-hmm. the crazy stuff that's happened over the last few years. Uh, when the pandemic hit, something didn't sit well with me. So I began to asking God, I questioned it, like, what is going on? You know, I did a deep dive into all sorts of the political drama, the church drama, and all the things happening around the world. I did this for about eight months. And during that time, I was introduced to a Bible study group that changed my life. It's where I met both of you ladies. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. It was life changing. Yes. This group of women were all dedicated to going after the more of God with their whole hearts. And I just, I immediately knew this is where I needed to be. Searching for this, uh, God opened up a whole new world for me. And now, gosh, it's just such an honor to, to say that I see visions. He gives me prophetic words. He takes me to heaven and he shows me amazing things. I am still in awe of the things that I've done and the things that I've seen in the heavenly realm. And, and, to say that I've seen God face to face, to say that I, I can see the Holy Spirit, to say that I have had many conversations with Jesus, you know, just sitting with Him. And I just, I want more. I want more. There's so much more I want to experience and share with His people. And I want to just talk about, you know, we all have some uh, resources, but I want to talk about some of the books that helped me along the way. This was when I first started the Bible study, that the, the books that she gave us to read are our Bible study teacher, Gazing into Glory by Bruce Allen, Waiting on God by Michael Van Vlyman. And they were the ones that opened my eyes and blew me away. Mm-hmm. Um, Good books. Yeah, they were. Yeah. And y'all read them, you know, yeah. we, we all did it together. So it just opened my eyes. A couple of other books, The Power of Imagination by Andrew Womack, The Veil by Blake Healy. Man, yes. that was so amazing. And I'm still reading it. Yep. <laughs> uh, he has other books that I've read that were life-changing for me as well. Uh, Indestructible and Profound Good, I think, were two of the ones. The most recent book that I that blew my mind that we're studying right now in our Bible study is called The Believer's Authority by Kenneth Hagin. Yes. That, whoa. 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 Amazing. If you want to know where to start... Anybody that's listening, these books are a great place to start to get you into the more of God. And there's even videos that Andrew Womack has on YouTube. Yes. You can find them. The Power of Imagination is on YouTube. Is it? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so you can just go search. He's got a whole bunch. He's a great teacher. He does. Right. So just search for that. He has another one on spirit, soul, and body and Mm -hmm. how we're made up. Yeah. It's a very good description of understanding, right? You know how the body of Christ is made up too. So, you know, and, oh, and as him. we get books, as we get resources, we'll be sharing that because it's if it's helping us, we want it to help you guys as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, Susan, what about you? How did you discover that there was more than what we were being taught? Well. First of all, you asked me earlier, you know, was I still going to the church? I, I didn't leave it, but I did change churches. Okay. I went to the, started going to a non-denominational right. church gotcha. in okay. 2017. And when I walked in with my family, just, I could absolutely feel the spirit, the Holy Spirit in the church. Every, so many people were smiling. They had joy on all of their faces. Different. Oh, it it's was a so different, different feel. Yes. Yeah. But... I am still learning and growing spiritually today, and I hope for the rest of my life. I just know that the more I know, the more I realize I don't know, because God's so great. That's that's great. And abundant. I love that you put it that way. There's always more to know about Him, 
and knowing him him more allows me to learn and turn more about myself and who he created me to be. Not perfect in my own ways. Right. And effort, but allowing him to mold me like clay into who he made me for in his perfection. He's pretty creative. Yeah. I mean, look around. It's spring. Can you not hear the birds singing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I Have love you seen that. the beautiful flowers blooming? He made everything. And some good scriptures to know this about ourselves would be like Psalm 139. Yeah. 13, for you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. Good, yeah. Luke 12, 7. But even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, you are more valuable than many sparrows. That's good. That's good to know that our Father knows how many hairs we have on our head. Mm-hmm. If right. he knows those details, he knows every single thing about each one of us because he created us. Mm-hmm. Even the gray ones. Even the gray ones. <laughs> Amen. And you can read those scriptures, you know, and you could say, well, that's just a scripture. But, you know, being a Christian is walking in faith. And so even believing the scriptures and applying them to yourself requires faith. Right. You have to believe that he does know the hairs on your head. Yeah. You have to yes. believe that he does care for just those little birds. He's caring for me way more than that because right. we were created in his image. And so, again, that's an act of faith to believe his scriptures, his word is for you. How many times have we said, where, God, where are you? Where are you? I've been praying. Why aren't you answering me? You know, and that right there, mm-hmm. he knows the number of hairs on your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He knows you. He's there. You just got to keep seeking him with your whole heart. He will He will respond. It's very personal. Yes, mm-hmm. he's a very personal God. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of knowledge, let's talk about knowledge a little bit here. I don't mean head knowledge about God. The most brilliant Bible scholar will never achieve the entirety of the knowledge of God right. in his lifetime. <laughs> we'll never learn it all. Right. I, I remember of it. hearing a story about Tony Evans on one of his videos that while he was studying in seminary, he was so focused on graduating with honors. At first, he didn't have that close personal relationship. So, you, you know, you can be in seminary and if, if the knowledge hasn't moved to your heart, instead of your head. Right. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lack of connection. Right. He wants more intimacy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's transformation. And Jesus, who was God, didn't even know the entirety of God. I mean, it says in the book of Revelation, not even Jesus knows the time of his return. Only God the Father knows. Mm-hmm. That's good. What about you, Laura? As far as... Uh, the more. How did you discover that there was more than what we were being taught? Well, and, you know, uh, I was going to church, like doing my thing, and I was sitting in church one time, and I was sitting up in the balcony of the church, and I kept looking around, and I'm, I'm like, because I've been, you know, studying, I've been teaching, I, I'm reading the Word of God all the time, and I kept, as I looked around the church, I kept thinking, what's wrong with this picture? Yeah. You know, this doesn't look like the church today, you know, that I was in didn't look, it doesn't look like, I mean, I don't think, I don't even think any of the churches right now are in the position of looking like what we need to look like. Uh, I think we're all in transition right now. That's broken right now, yeah. Right, and even the things that are going on in the world 
right now with the pandemic and dif- different things, the world's changing. Yeah. But there's there's a reason behind that, right. you know, and I believe that God is going to transition the church into a place where we are the bride, the prepared oh, bride of Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that we're supposed to be before he comes back and we're not there yet. No. But that that hunger and thirst I was telling you about. Oh, yeah. That uncomfortableness that I had, like it's a craving that you've right. got to fill something that's empty. Yeah. I felt that emptiness in church a lot. And I, I just was uncomfortable. And I kept saying, What's wrong with this picture? What's wrong with this picture? It shouldn't be this way. We should be more on fire. We should be so passionate. It shouldn't be a religious routine. It shouldn't be held within the four walls. We need to be out on the streets. Well, yeah. Speaking. Yeah, Teaching. I mean, it, it's in Help. life. Helping, yes. compassion. Right. And, you know, and, and I would I would pour out to people, you know, in, right. in, in life, everywhere I go. Right. You know, I'm talking about the Lord in some way or another. It ends up yeah. in the conversation, you know. <laughs> just because, a part of us. Right, because he's been so much of a part of us that it just pours out wherever I'm at. And, um, you know, the Lord even gave me dreams, like, because he speaks to me through dreams. Right. He gave me dreams I would have of seeing a bride. And in one instance, like, the bride was trying on a veil. Yeah. You know, and uh, she didn't have her dress on, but she was just trying on the veil. Mm-hmm. And then later on, probably, you know, like a year or so later, I'd have another dream about the bride. And this time, she had the wedding dress on, but her hair was wet, like she just got out of the shower. Right. And I was standing behind her, combing her hair, you know, helping her to to comb out her hair. Right. And so I knew that the Lord had put a burden on my heart, and He always has, to pray for the church, spend that time in prayer, you know, praying for the church to become the spotless bride that she was meant to be. Right. There's, There's things that we need to, you know, Get the dress ready. We need to iron the wrinkles out. Right. We need to do a lot of things that that need to help us to get ready for that day. You know, it, it even talks about in the Bible about, um, I forget what, what the exact wording is, but it's about the, the virgins, yes. you know, the parable of the virgins, right. and that they have to have the oil in right. the lamps and ready to go, right. because if you don't, you're not you're not going to be ready it. when he comes, right? right? And the out. oil represents the spirit. Yes. You know, and so we've we've got to be filled with the spirit of God and and ready to do what he's called us to do. Right. And so I and you know even just the bride of Christ there's several scriptures but even just one of them is Revelation 21:9 it says and then one of the seven angels who held the seven bowls containing the seven last plagues came up to me and said, "Come with me." I will show you the bride, the wife of the lamb. See, that's who we need to be. Yes. And we can't be the wife of the lamb when we're uh, having a religious mindset. That's right. You know, and that's why I believe that for years now, he's been calling us out of where we were into where he wants us to be. And I, I mean, us three have just, you know, described our hunger and thirst, and I'm sure you guys have the same thing, too. Um, that's that, why you're here right you know it's it's you've got there's something that there's more and you want to know what it is and where are we going and what do you want me to do right but i want to be a part of it right i don't want to stay don't in the same behind. old same old yeah let me ask this question to each of us i want to ask each of us this question what did we discover when we knew and pursued the more of god so i want to talk about what i did i think the most important thing i discovered is that i can do it that it's possible yeah that I never knew the more of God was possible. That was a huge discovery for me. If I can do it, 
anyone can do. Mm-hmm. You know, that's huge. I also love discovering that God desires this just as much, if not more, than I do. The more I went after Him, the more I started seeing Him and, and understanding the relationship that I could have with Him, the intimate relationship, which we'll be talking about our next podcast, is intimacy. The more I understood that He is a loving God. He's not a an angry, judgmental God. He loves us, and yes. He wants relationship with us. He loves it when we come spend time with him. He wants this with all of his children. When he told me I was going to be a scribe for him, I was overjoyed. I loved to write. And when he first told me that, I didn't quite understand what it meant. But now, wow. When I go sit with him, I always have, and you know, Lori, you're the same way. Mm-hmm. We have, I always have a pen and a journal in my hand because I never know what he's going to say or, or show me. You know, now that I have this intimate relationship with him, I don't ever want to go back to what I had before because it right. was just nothing compared mm-hmm. to what I have now. I want this. I want the intimacy, the revelation, the love, the knowledge that he continues to pour into me. I want to tell other people that they can have the same thing. It changed my life. Mm-hmm. You know. What about you, Susan? What did you discover when you pursued the more of God? I, I think similar to both of you, I just, I just, it's just that when you receive an ounce of love, why, why wouldn't anybody want to pursue that? So, right. And it's just so fulfilling. And, you know, God re- reveals himself and who he is all through the Bible and the Bible stories. In fact, none of the people in the Bible were perfect. God shows us all through the Bible how he never gives up on our human weaknesses and loves us through it all. Right. He revealed himself to Abraham, Moses, Noah, among so many others. But in that, I just have learned that, experienced, I should say, yeah. not learned. And but. he has attributes, you know. Yes. It, it's, it's how we, it's a good place to start, you know, to know the more of God. It's his attributes yes. and, and what he personally is to each one of us. Yes. You know. And he has so many facets to him. But yes. he, he, God initiates the relationship with us. Yeah. He wants. Let's just stop right there. Okay. He initiates the relationship with them. Right. If more of us understood that and knew that, because he's a personal God. Yes. He initiates it. And some of us don't even know, you know, when when we're young and Christian, a young Christian or baby Christian, as I call it. And when he starts initiating that, we don't even understand it. So we reject it because we don't understand an unconditional love because a lot of us haven't experienced that. So true. But the thing about God is, is he doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. You know, if if somebody loves you and loves you and you continue to reject them or you've been rejected, you know, and, and so you have those experiences, sometimes you're just going to give up because, you know, I've tried. I've tried to love this person with everything in me, so I'm just going to, you know, move on down the road. But God, he doesn't. So once he initiates that, which is from birth, mm-hmm. you know, he loves us from birth for the time before we were even created in the womb. And to have that to to know that he wants that relationship with us so much is just huge. Yes. That's a huge. It just reminds me of like going to a soda machine. You say pop, Laura. Yeah, <laughs> I used to. <laughs> just going to get a Coke, you know, you push the button and the Coke comes out. You take a sip and you look back at your cup and it's already full. Right. It's already full again. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Right. His love. Yeah relentlessly pursues you yes that's what i think yeah you know he never gives up on us right 
we can give up because we're human. Yeah. But he doesn't. He doesn't give up on us. It's it's about understanding that. So if you're if you're listening to this right now and, and you know you're saying, Okay, well, he pursues me. Well, how does he pursue me? He's always calling you. He's always inviting you to come spend time with him. And you need to just give in to that and, and stop thinking that you're not loved because you are. Mm-hmm. You know, you may not be experiencing it in your personal world or your life or whatever, but there is a God that does love you and he loves you with everything in him. And if you would just take the time and take a moment to, you know, just go to him and say, Father, do you really love me? Do you really love me? And just let him show you. It's okay to ask God to show you. Absolutely. Because he's an intimate God. I he need will. you to show me in some way or another. Yes. Give me a sign. It's okay to ask for a sign. Absolutely. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But just so that you know tangibly in some way or another that he loves you. And he's a personal God. He'll, mm-hmm. he'll, he'll show you that he's a personal God. Just go after him. He wants honest conversation. Right. Not staged. Right. Presence in front of him. And that just reminds me of, you know, when... Kathy was asking us, you know, what what pulled you uh, into understanding the more of God? Right. I, my husband and I, you know, because we taught with the youth and we were very ingrained in the church and serving all the time. And when we knew that God was calling us, you know, to step out of our comfort zone and do something different, the more explore the more i should say right we felt like there was something wrong with us and see that's that is a religious mindset it is it's coming to me now but my we thought there was something wrong with us what's wrong with us are we doing something wrong why are we feeling this way because we've been in the church we've been doing this for so long we felt like there was something wrong with us right and we just had had to keep checking our felt different right right i felt different he's calling we both did uh, it wasn't just me you know we're married so we're a team yeah and he knew he would you know we knew that he was putting it on our hearts together to do something different and go out and and explore you know the more and one day i had this vision that god gave me and i saw this huge huge tree with very deep roots that went down into the ground and I saw this tree being pulled up by its roots and uprooted from where it had been planted for a very long time. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, I need to show you the more. That's where I heard that phrase, Wow, the more. I need to show you the more. And I knew that that tree represented me because, you know, the Bible talks us about us as believers being oaks of righteousness or trees of righteousness in Isaiah 61.3. And he was showing me that my deep roots we're, we're in the Baptist faith. Right. And we were being uprooted by God, and he was moving us on so he could show us the more. Right. And it would have to be an experience. It'd have to be a step of obedience for us. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the Baptist denomination at all. Right. Of course there's we not. We learned a lot. But Absolutely. To, to know more and to learn more, I wasn't getting it there. Right. And so he had to take us out of that. He called you out of it. And that was scary. It was yeah. for me. That too. was yes. really. It, sure was, it was for you too, Susan. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't just me. It's my husband right. and my children. Right. And so that's a big step. It's an uprooting. You know, you said the tree. It's it was an uprooting, and it and it's painful. Yeah. You know, it was uncomfortable. You have a lot of friends there. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you know, over. I mean, you know, a lot of people think because you go to church that you're loyal to that church. But I had to remind people, I'm not loyal to a church, but I am loyal to Jesus Christ. Right. And I go where he tells me to go. Right. And when he tells me to go, I do it. 
And so, you know, that's, that's a hard thing to do for a lot of people to leave everything that they've ever known, even, you know, stepping out of your, your family, sometimes, you know, you may be a part of a family that's unbelievers. And so it's hard to step out in faith. But, you know, in your heart of hearts, you know what you've got to do. And when you do take that step of faith, he rewards you. Yeah, yes, he'll bless you. You know, and he'll he'll comfort you when you feel uncomfortable. Right. You know, that's where that time of prayer is very, very important because that's where you're going to receive that peace. Yes. And that understanding and just knowing the next step to take. It all comes through prayer. Right. You know, and, and that took place in us like back in 2007. But ever since then, you know, it's been a journey. And like I said, it's been uncomfortable, but... Uh, there's also been a lot of blessings in that, and we've grown in ways that we could have never imagined where we'd be today. You know, like you just talked about at the beginning of the podcast, you were talking about speaking in tongues, and you know, oh man, I read it in the Bible, and I never thought I could do it. Well, I I read the Bible, and so I believed in faith that I could do it, right? But. Right. I just didn't understand how come it wasn't happening for me. Yeah. And so, I mean, we can get into that in a podcast, but, you know, just that's the journey that the Lord had us on. Right. It led me to understand new things and then explore that and then press into it and ask the Lord about it. And then he would show me the way. Yeah. And it's exciting when you get to that, you know, whole different realm of things you didn't understand before and and he reveals those things. So then you're, you're filled with joy. You know, you're filled with his pleasure. And again, it makes you want to know more. Right. And that's the beauty of this whole thing. The more of God is, is discovering that there is. That's the whole reason we're talking about this today. It's discovering that there is more. It's, it's about knowing that he wants to take you deeper. It's, it's about just want, having the desire for it. You know, right. if, if you have a desire and you're questioning it, guess what? We're, we're here to answer that. There is more to God. He wants to take you deeper. He wants to take you um, and show you all these things that you would never, you could never do it on your own. You, we need him. He needs us. It's a Absolutely. partnership, you know? And uh, so, yeah, we just wanted to let you know that it's an amazing thing, this more of God. It's an amazing thing, which which leads to the intimacy, which we're going to talk about, like I said, next time. And it's a beautiful thing. You guys have anything else you want to add? Kathy, I, I keep thinking real quick okay. about the veil. You know, you've you said several times in visions you've seen yeah. a very thin, translucent I was there veil all the time. Yes, and I just feel like you know, if if you, our listeners, are in a place where you really want the more, you desire more, you can go to the Lord and you can ask Him and say, "Can you remove the veil that's been covering my eyes for a long time or my heart? It's I want to know thing. more. Yeah, it's a real thing. I want to know it. more. Remove the veil, God, so I can walk with you." In the ways of Yahweh, in yeah. the ways of God, I want to know more. That's it's it's simple as that. Yeah, that's all you have to do. That's beautiful. Go ahead, Susan. What were you going to say? I was just saying that he, God's so relational, so yes. it's just really fulfilling when you surround yourself with people who are thirsty as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you don't feel weird. You might right or out leave of place. your group of friends because they're not along with you on the journey yet. Yes. Because we all have our own journey and the, his timing. Yeah, don't God's stop timing. it. Don't stop going after it because it does feel weird or, or strange or different. Keep pursuing it because you will yes. not be disappointed. And people who can help you yeah. along the way. Mm-hmm. That's good. 
All right, guys. Well, that's all the time we have today. It was our pleasure to share about the more of God with you. And you know, before we go, I want to just share a scripture with you. It's Matthew 7, 7. It says, just ask and it'll be given to you. Seek after it and you'll find. Continue to knock and the door will be open for you. Thank you for allowing us to pour pure truth into you today. And before you go, we invite you to please leave a written review anywhere you listen to this podcast. The more positive reviews we receive will lead to more listeners that God can reach. All right. Also, please visit our websites to find out more information. Mine is kathyzaka.com. Mine is chosentowrite.com. And mine is susanoffin.com. And we hope you'll join us next time. Stay thirsty, my friends. Thank you. And we just want to pray a blessing over each of you today. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. All right. In his love. Susan. Laura. And Kathy. DC, I host the rock podcast, Back to the Arena, the Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the Interviews. Electric Acid. Electric Acid. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together, we explore vibrations, frequencies, and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress, and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today.